A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Beauty Cabinet, brought to you by House of Fraser. As always, we're going to be discussing all things beauty, what's new, what our beauty buyers are loving at the moment. This week, we're going to be discussing fragrance. It's a great chat. And we have got a really amazing guest. So Holly, should we kick off with what's new at House of Fraser this week? So this launch is very exciting. It's from Tom Ford, and he's branched out into something that he hasn't ever done before, which is skincare. As you can imagine, it is very high end, but he has made it so that it's for any gender and any skin type. Yeah, so it's called Tom Ford and the collection is called Research. And I'm sure a lot of research has gone into this. So there's a serum and there's also a moisturiser. Now, the serum is you know really multitasking so it's going to give you radiance you're going to get like that immediate hydration and as time goes on you're going to see your pores and wrinkles reduce it's a real sort of multi-purpose serum an all-rounder I would say and yeah you're going to get those instant results but also those long-term results as well so I obviously haven't been using it for long enough to really say whether or not it's going to work for me but you know I, I believe in this brand got high hopes yeah high hopes I've got Tom high Ford. hopes <laughs> and so then there's also a moisturizer now this is a rich moisturizer so for anybody who doesn't like feeling like they've got product on their skin it's probably not for you but if you like if like me I love to put a moisturizer on it for it to feel really luxe and thick and like it's really really doing something so this is it's, this is that I probably would put this on in the evening yeah I was gonna say it sounds like more of an evening skincare yeah kind of thing. yeah but again like you're gonna get radiance from it your skin's gonna look more energized um you're gonna get that 24-hour hydration it's, it's doing all of the same things as a serum and so working together that's when you're going to get the best results. So it includes the magic, magic ingredient, hyaluronic acid, which we're all loving because that increases your hydration. And especially as the winter months are coming up and the central heating's going on, everybody needs hyaluronic acid. It's basically an essential. It just makes your skin so smooth, so much plumper and more radiant. It's yeah it is it's, it's a key it's ingredient. A ingredient yeah another really really exciting launch and i think this is just fantastic actually so it's from clinique and it is a lipstick it's called even better pop lip color and essentially it's about how you find your perfect natural lip color so if you're already a clinique customer 
and you know your foundation shade, you can say what your foundation shade is and then they will recommend three lipsticks which suit your skin colour, which is such a clever idea, it's isn't it? It's such a great concept, yeah. especially because it can actually be quite difficult to find a nude that suits you. It is, it's I so think hard everyone to know. has that issue. Yeah. And they're not just giving you one nude, they're giving three different options. So one is for casual, one's for going out, one is for, it says naked, which I assume is <laughs> just a very kind of bare... Look. Yeah, bare, bare, bare skin look. look. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then again, if you're not a clinic customer already, then you can go and have your shade matched. But it always starts with the foundation. So they're starting yes. with your skin tone first and then recommending which shade of lipstick is for you. Yeah, and their Even Better Glow Foundation is a really great one anyway. So it's a good one to get on board with. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I really, really love this concept. Yeah. And I think this is probably going to change the way that we shop lipstick and I wish they would do this for everything actually. I know with reds yeah just anything like it's or eyeshadows or um you know in, in any product really if you start from your your complexion and your skin tone and then they can recommend which products will complement that yeah that makes so much sense perfect way to start um what else is there this week so new from Sisley is the Velvet Sleeping Mask. Sisley are known for their really high-end, luxurious skincare. And this is really no different. I think everybody's probably tried the Black Rose Cream Mask. I mean, I absolutely love it. It is, it is a huge treat. Yeah. But I would really recommend it. And I would say it's one of those things that's worth the investment. I see instant results after I've used it. Yeah, um, an investment, definitely an investment in your skin. Yeah, so how does the sleep mask <laughs> differ from the iconic Black Rose? So I think most people use the Black Rose for about 20 minutes, whereas this new mask is to be used overnight. And it's supposed to strengthen and restore your skin. Um, and it's more targeted at people with drier skin. Okay, so you'll wake up feeling really refreshed, looking really refreshed, and your skin will look and feel really nourished as well. I love products that work overnight. Me too. <laughs> Just wake up and it's like a different person. Yeah, it's a good done. skin day. Yeah, exactly. As always, all of the products that we talk about are available at houseoffraser.co.uk. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. 
burrow.com slash ACAST. So let's get to our guest because I think it's going to be a really great chat this week. Today, we are joined by a brand consultant and beauty director who has worked for titles such as Glamour, Stylist, Marie Claire, to name a few. Sorry if I'm forgetting any. So we've got Anita Bagwandes in the studio today. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to get straight to it. So tell us, what is in your beauty cabinet? Well, there's a lot in my beauty cabinet, I have to say, but I do have some firm favourites that um, I would love to share. And the first one is Bobby Brown's Pot Rouge, which is something I've been using for about 10 years, I think now. And I've tried loads of other things that are similar, but actually I always come back to it because I think the colours are really beautiful. So basically it's a little pot with a mirror in and you can use it on cheeks and lips. I also use it on my eyes oh, as do well. You? Yeah. So it creates this lovely like monochrome, quite sort of 90s look. It's a really lovely thing to just have in your bag after you've been to the gym or something like that. It's just a quick, fast way to add a little bit of very natural looking colour to your skin. So I'm yeah. a big fan of that product. It's funny you should say that because I always used to use it. And the other day um, I was on the Bobby Brown counter and I was looking for, I, I basically wanted to go back to using um, like a liquid um, blusher rather than powder. And I suddenly that I remembered that and um, I didn't buy it, but I will. What's really good about it is that it's slightly transparent. So actually yeah. it really looks like it's part of your skin and it's not sort of stuck on. Yeah, it's like sheer. A lot of blush. Yeah, it's sheer. It's really lovely. And and the colours, I think, are very, they're very natural colours. So it doesn't look like you've got sort of like dolly cheeks. Um, so what else is in that beauty cabinet? So the other thing that I really rely on quite, quite heavily, actually, are my GHD tongs. I'm sure there's a proper official name for them. I never know the names of beauty products. I'm terrible <laughs> with that. Um, but they are the medium barrel tongs. Have they got the clip on them? They do have the clip on them, yes. Yes. Um, so they're a really great, they're kind of just a general tongue, but I think what's so great about them is that they go really, really hot, so you do have to be very careful, very, very careful. They go so hot. But what they do is create amazing curls that are sort of the kind of curl you get from a heated roller or that you get in the salon. So you really can create those amazing sort of salon looks at home. Yeah, I use them actually. And do you, um, I always find it fascinating to see what techniques people use. Do you um, tongue backwards, sideways, upwards? So I've got a couple of techniques. If it's just a bit of a wave that I want in the hair, then I will just wrap it around the barrel and leave the end out so that it's just a bit of movement in the hair. But if it's a proper sort of vintage wave, which is what I kind of, is kind of my style, I will um, do a proper curl and I'll curl underneath. Yeah. Um, and then I will pin it with a little sort of silver clip. Yeah. And leave it to cool because that's when you actually get curl to set yeah so roll it up and like underneath yeah so roll it underneath yeah curl it underneath roll it underneath and then just pin it and leave it as long as you can really i quite often will leave them sort of overnight or half a day or whatever it is and let them set and then you sort of brush it out and you've got this amazing sort of hollywood like old-fashioned hollywood vintage set which looks really lovely how do you get it to stay in place because i always find it just falls flat but maybe that's just my hair so it's a bit of a combination of backcombing. So you have to backcomb the underneath so it's got something to right. sort of stay. Yeah. Sort yeah. of like to anchor it in a way. Um, but also hairspray, dry shampoo and setting lotion are the three things that will all keep three. it wow. in place all night. <laughs> <laughs> and so day to day you said you just do like a few little curls. Yeah, um, yeah. Just or I just curl movement. the front and put yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the beauty, isn't it, of tongs. Like you can 
you can be really structured as you said and pin it and you get that real defined curl or you can just do a few like I quite often just do like the top layer and then just comb it out and then maybe use a sea salt spray or something and I have that sort of unkept beachy look um I love a GHD Tom (laughs) (laughs) what else what else have you got for us so the next thing I've got my list is Laura Mercier candle glow foundation this foundation it's it's one of those things I never really hear people talking about it that much but it's such a good foundation and I recommend it to people all the time people are always asking me on Instagram when um what foundation I use in whatever picture or whatever into the story and it's always this foundation and the thing with this foundation is that it's got a slight sheen to it so it it sort of looks like your skin looks super healthy essentially and it looks really bright it looks really glowy and I've never seen another foundation that has done that in quite the same way I, I love that foundation. I liked um, Silk Creme as well. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think I love it. It makes skin look like skin. And that's what I like from a foundation. I know some people like it a bit heavier, but I like it just to look like my skin but better. Yeah. I think what's great about it is that it's matte, but it's not super matte. So it looks, I always think of it as sort of like an eggshell texture. So it, it's got this slight like sheen to it, like real skin. And I yeah. think that's what really sets it apart. And the color range is great as well. So yeah. that's good. What else is there? So my next product is Aveda's Invati range. This is something I've used since it launched. And I, I remember when it launched and it was a really big deal because it was one of the first sort of big brands to do something for hair loss. And it's something that a lot of women suffer with, including myself. Mine is related to hormones and having polycystic ovaries. And basically what the shampoo does is that it's a very very mild exfoliant on the scalp so actually what it does is it sort of unclogs all the the follicles on the scalp which means that these hairs can sort of grow through sort of more healthily that was quite a a rudimentary way of explaining that but it it really gives you a super squeaky clean feel to your hair and and your scalp as well which is actually really hard to get sometimes I've got quite an oily scalp and I find it quite hard to find a shampoo that does really do that amazing deep clean I quite often have to wash my hair every day, but with Invati, I can definitely get two to three days out of it. Oh, that's good. That's what I always look for in a shampoo. Yeah. Um, like Living Proof. Uh, like I find that, Is that you, what you use? Yeah, I find that yeah. I don't have to wash my hair that much when I use oh, Living Proof. Good tip. Yeah, yeah, I started using the Aveda Damage Remedy and I find that great. It's just, you can definitely feel a difference between your regular, like cheaper shampoo and then something like an Aveda yeah I think sometimes shampoo is something that people don't always invest in yeah but actually I do think that a lot of the more more slightly more expensive shampoos do actually make a bit of a difference and if you don't have to wash your hair as much you're not using as much are you so um, yeah yeah definitely definitely worth worth it. it yeah I think so and what else is there um and then my last one is um Elizabeth Arden's Superstart Serum sure there's a I think there's a really long name to that which I've (laughs) clearly forgotten um this is a really great serum I actually went to the launch of this in New York and I was so blown away by the science it basically is sort of like a probiotic or like a a base layer for the skin and what it does is it sort of helps the skin retain its barrier level and that means that less sort of pollutants and free radicals and outside elements can get through the skin so it's actually this amazing sort of like underwear for the skin yeah and I have to say, I've, I've tried so much skincare and, you know, some of it works, some of it really doesn't. This is one of the things that really works and it's one of the things I've used 
literally since I went to the launch and like, every time I stop using it I really notice a difference with my skin and I and there's a lot of beauty editors actually who think the same it's a big favorite that's good because we haven't heard anyone talk about that that's oh, great I haven't yeah. actually personally tried that one I haven't tried it either and do you apply that morning and evening you can do I just use it in the morning it's also got loads of hyaluronic acid in as well so it's sort of quenches your skin which is yeah. really important more quite often more important than a moisturizer so yeah i'd use it in the morning I'd, I'd wash your face do whatever it is that you want to do if you want to use a toner or an essence or whatever it is then use the superstar serum and then use right. any other serums or whatever any it is. other so it's yeah. the first one you put on yeah it's it's that underwear it's the base layer yeah that sounds good especially yeah. living in london with all the pollution yeah absolutely yeah exactly thank you for, for chatting about your products yeah. <laughs> now we obviously want to hear about you um so what sparked your interest in beauty i have to say the thing that sparked my interest in beauty was actually not really having access to it so growing up in south wales in the 90s there really weren't any products for women of color i think it was a slightly different situation in the bigger cities so i think in london there might have been some things not very much but some things but there was literally nothing i can't even underestimate it now and i i think people because we're in a much better place now people find it hard to remember what it was like back then but there was literally nothing like absolutely nothing um so i'd have to get quite creative with beauty products and i'd have to try and find ways to to make beauty work for me and because I was so invested in it because I loved it so much and it meant so much to me on so many different levels I think that's what really sparked my love of beauty so do you remember what the first product you bought was the first product I bought was body shop face powder and at the time body shop were the people that went the darkest but that was still probably two shades too light for me but it was what my mum used and at the time I was probably about 13 or 14 and my skin was really, really oily, like so oily. I couldn't even stop it. It was like the bane of my life. Um, And that was the only thing that was available. So I had to use that. And I always remember at the end of the day, because it was so cakey, it would just like feel like, (laughs) this is an odd analogy, but it would feel like Nutella on my face (laughs) because it would just sort of mix with the oil and it was just this horrible stuff on my face. (laughs) But, you know, I'm glad the body shop did something that sort of half worked, but yeah that was the first beauty product I, I ever bought and so you say that there was you know there was nothing really available for women of color when you were a teenager in south wales how did that make you feel like were your friends all buying like you know products from Superdrug and stuff and, and concealers and things and then how, how did it make you feel that you couldn't find anything it used to make me feel really bad actually really really bad and we would always, every Thursday night, would be late night shopping in Newport. So we'd all go into town and we'd, the, our first sort of port of call would be Topshop. But then we'd go to we'd go to Boots and we'd have a look at all the beauty products. And everyone would buy sort of these lovely, like, pale, like, shimmery colours. Obviously, none of that looked right on me. Yeah. Um, everyone would buy, like, lovely foundations and concealers and, you know, fun things. And I just couldn't, I didn't have access to any of that. So I would quite often end up buying things that, that were the wrong colour for me. And I it would just make me feel even worse when I looked in the mirror then and the message really was that you don't fit in and you're not important and I think that we now know is a is a microaggression and is a really serious thing and people are talking about these things much more now but back then people just didn't care and the beauty industry actually really didn't care. So who did you look to for beauty inspiration at that time? 
I actually didn't have very much beauty inspiration because magazines, again, were very white. There were never any women of colour in magazines. Um, and on TV, there was barely anyone. There was not really anyone Asian for me to look up to in that way. Um, my mum's not super into makeup and beauty, so I, I got some tips off her. So I would use some of her products. She had like a couple of bourgeois lipsticks that I'd always like try and steal. Yeah. Um, and a couple of bits like that, but she's not super into it. So I actually didn't really have anyone. I think the people that I maybe aspired to was, this is quite niche, but um, there was one girl in, there was a new metal band called Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day. Um, and there was a girl called Fallon and she was slightly darker skinned. So I always used to look at her makeup because I was really into um, sort of the alternative culture. Um, and I was a goth quite early on that's 12 or 13 um and so I'd look at her and I'd look at Saffron from Republica because she was ever so slightly ethnic <laughs> I think um she might not even be I don't know but she seemed I thought she was so I think they were the only people and you know even both of those people their skin was so much lighter than me there was just nobody else really that I could sort of aspire to in that way yeah, yeah. And so is that what made you want to go into beauty or did you just have a real like passion for beauty and you just you know you just wanted to to get into it anyway um I actually didn't realize you could be a beauty journalist I always wanted to be a journalist I actually started off in music journalism that was sort of my passion and eventually when I did get my first job I saw and that was on features I did see that there was a beauty department I was like oh my god because I was so obsessed with beauty I didn't real like I didn't realize that you could actually do that for a living alongside what I loved, which was journalism. And I was like, oh my god, this is the actual dream career. Um, so yeah, once I once I realized, I sort of sort of I guess tried to move into that arena, and yeah, the rest is history. Wow. And what was the product that got you hooked on beauty? Is there one product that you remember? I think there was one brand that I really remember very fondly so Illamasqua started I think oh it must have been about 10 years ago I think uh, roughly and I'm, I remember always being obsessed with Alex Box the makeup artist yeah who I'm lucky to now know which is amazing um and she was one of the people that was behind the brands and I loved the sort of ethos of it because it was very high fashion and you know in that sort of quite avant-garde way but it was also cool and it was agenda setting and it was also great they were also great products but they were also quite alternative and it really celebrated alternative culture and people who didn't fit into the norm i loved everything about that brand all the campaigns all the imagery the different way of thinking about products so i, I think for me it was a real i used to get like when each collection came out i would buy every single thing or i'd try and get every single thing from a beauty sale when I when I worked at a magazine I try and get everything I could because I found them so exciting so I'd say Elamasca definitely and how do you think the attitude towards women of color in the industry has changed since you first broke into beauty journalism to now I think there's been a massive change in the way that the industry sees women of color when I first started um, particularly when I first started at stylist magazine on the beauty team there it was it was a real I used to get a lot of tweets from people this is before instagram yeah. <laughs> um i used to get a lot of tweets from people saying oh my god this is the first time we've seen a woman of color in a magazine actually pictured in a magazine in a prominent magazine um that means so much to us to actually be seen for the first time and at the time i didn't realize it was quite such a big deal but now when i step back and look at it that's actually a really really big thing i guess that was sort of a, a stepping stone 
And then as things have gone on, it's become amazing to the point where now some some brands and some publications are actually putting women of colour, I guess, at the, the forefront of things, which is amazing. And it's something that Glamour does, definitely. It's so inclusive and so amazing. So I think things have changed hugely. I think for some companies and some brands, I think it's more of a tactical thing because they can now see that women of colour spend a huge amount of money on products and on beauty products so I think it's a slightly tactical move to sort of capitalize on that that market yeah so I don't know if the the sort of true ethical intent is behind that but I think any move towards inclusivity is a really good thing and I'm really glad that it's come to this point yeah Yeah. I mean yeah there definitely has been a huge shift haven't hasn't there like we obviously with foundation launches we see yeah um, it's it's often that they're now it's the, the almost like the more yeah. shades the better and it's all all about trying to be more inclusive but what do you think brands could do better because there's still a long way to go yeah there's still a really long way to go on a lot of different things and I, I feel like for the most part we've got foundation nailed and yeah. you know even before Fenty brands were doing Lancome and there yeah. were loads of brands actually doing giant foundation ranges and Fenty's actually not the biggest it's, it's brilliant and I absolutely love it and I use Fenty but um there's actually brands that do more more shades foundation than that which is great but i think it's other things now so it's skincare that's inclusive and doesn't just cater to the needs of caucasian skin it's and, and highlighting the things that affect different different skin tones is a big thing i think um the other products within makeup making sure those cater to women of color is a really big thing not using words like nude and thinking when you do sort of name products and not call everything truffle or caramel or mocha I think well I I can only speak for myself but I know I have a bit of a fatigue of all of our products being called those things so I think there is something to be done with the I guess the sort of vernacular of how you name beauty products um there's still little there's still a little like little things like that but I think for the most part we're in a really good place yeah where do you go to for inspiration today like where where do you find your beauty inspiration because i find it in all different places <laughs> so i'm really into vintage beauty and sort of 1940s and 50s beauty and i spend quite a lot of time looking at old products on the internet which is quite geeky and weird <laughs> i'm trying to buy them off ebay which cost me a fortune and i think i'm quite inspired by the simplicity of those looks and i think for me, I've always been a bit of a, rebel's the wrong word, but I've always been quite into counterculture. So at the moment, there's so many products and so much, and I think it's quite over- overwhelming for people. And, it, you know, even as a beauty editor, it's overwhelming. There's so much. There's always something new. There's always people doing everything all at once. So actually, I really love the simplicity of the 40s and 50s when things were, like it was like five products max. And that's, yeah. that's all that was available. And it was really nice to have that small selection of things so I'm inspired by that and I follow different people on YouTube and Instagram who are sort of part of that sort of scene I guess who who sort of recreate those hairstyles and those looks and I'm a big fan of that there's um there's a great American YouTuber called Cherry Doll Face I think she's called and she does she's a hairstylist in America and she does great hair um, there's also I think he's called Tony Medina who's his vintage touch and he does sort of test holiday and loads yeah. of celebrities he's really great as well 
So I'm always following people like that for sort of tips on how to get the perfect vintage hair look because it's a thing that evades me. I'm always trying something <laughs> new. Like I, I literally posted something the other day where I, I tried this sort of like 1970s like hair dryer hood thing just to try and I get... I had one of those. Oh, did In you? Fact, I still have it. That has <laughs> really? just reminded me. Yeah, I used to set my rollers with it. You yes. put it over the top of your yeah. head, don't you? Yeah. And there's one where you can put the hairdryer at the end. That's the one I've got. Oh, so I've got to step <laughs> on from that. And it's electric. And you just flick it on and it blow and it goes up. That's what I need to get. I still got it. I need like to get those chairs in the old films. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's like a sort of portable version of that. So lots of people are going to be listening to this and, you know, sitting there thinking, I really, really want to get into the beauty industry. And maybe they don't know about all the different jobs and the roles that are around. So what advice would you give to somebody who wants to get into beauty? So I will say that it's a very competitive it's quite a small industry, particularly in beauty journalism, and it's it is really hard to get into. So, and that's not to put anyone off because if you really want it, you should one hundred percent go for it. And I'm a big believer if if someone really wants something and then the intention is there and you know the desire is there, then you will get there. It is hard. I worked on the feature team on a health magazine, Top Santé, and during that time in my evenings and weekends, I would read as much as I could about beauty. YouTube was just starting then, so I'd always watch Pixie Woo, the lovely girls from Pixie Woo on YouTube and try and learn as, as much as I could from them. I'd also just really throw myself into my subject so I really knew it inside out and I'd go to as many events and whatever I could, as, as I could. So I think sort of really being passionate about your subject is probably one of the most important things because there's no greater sort of joy when you meet somebody who's really obsessed with what it is that you're trying to hire them for um I have definitely interviewed people in the past who I could tell like beauty and think beauty is quite fun but it's not the thing they sort of live and die for they're not obsessed with it they're not obsessed with makeup artists they're not obsessed with the industry so I think that's a really big thing really you know really decide whether you love it or not and if you don't then it's probably not the right thing for you I think the other thing is that the other thing to know is that the main way people get into beauty journalism is through internships. They're usually fairly minimally paid. Um, it's usually just travel and food, so expenses, which is really hard because I think that's the biggest problem, that it it means that there's only a certain yeah. type of person that ends up on magazines and in, in, in journalism, which has always been the issue. And that can be really hard to navigate, but... If you can find someone to stay with in London, most of the magazines are in London. If you can find someone to stay with whilst you do your internships, kind of cut down costs, that can be really helpful. Using your time during university to do internships is another really brilliant thing. So I'd highly recommend that you do that. Writing your own blog or having your own Instagram that is different. I can't emphasize that enough. <laughs> that is different because there's so many people trying to do the same thing. So if you can for your own for your own skill develop a different point of view then I think that's a really important thing to do and that's something that kind of really set me apart in my career um just that I had a completely different take on everything so I'd, I'd really recommend that and I'd really recommend honing your writing skills and becoming obsessive about journalism and not just beauty journalism just journalism itself and the real craft of writing and there's so many different ways you can do that but I would just really focus in on three or four writers that you really love and sort of pick apart their work and see why they use certain things what really makes their their work really shine and almost like school yourself on what makes a great writer and I think that's another way to 
be in that position to get those amazing jobs so thank you so much um i think that'll be really useful to those who are trying to get into the industry and also just anyone listening i think there's we've had some great great chat there and amazing products that you shared with us and where can we find you on instagram you can find me on at it's me and e2b fab thank you thank you thank you So, one of our favourite parts of the podcast, we get to chat to the beauty team. Um, and today we're going to be chatting about fragrances. Um, I think fragrances, like a fragrance is really personal. I don't know about you guys. Um, everyone has different opinions on, you know, what they like, what things they remember, um, what a smell can evoke, like what emotions it can evoke. I mean, I remember buying my first fragrance. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first fragrance? Well, I'd, I was really proud of myself because I'd saved all my birthday money and we were going on holiday and I was in the airport and I treated myself to the Versace baby rose jeans, which <laughs> came in the classic tin. Yeah, I And I thought this. that was amazing. And it was really girly. It was I used to call it my candy floss perfume. Oh, no, I remember the blue one as well. The baby blue jeans. Yeah, baby yeah. blue jeans. And was the red one? What was the red one? Yeah, wasn't there just red jeans? I it think. might have been. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's the one. I, that is the one I had. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think from really young, I started using Coco Chanel Mademoiselle, and every birth. Oh, actually, it might have been every Christmas I used to get it, and that would last me the whole year. Yeah. And I think I used that till I was about 25. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that is a classic, isn't it? Like, yeah. so many people love that fragrance. Um, I'm a bigger fan of the classic cocoa. Um, and I wore that throughout my entire three years at university. Used to wear it to the student union when I used to work there. And everyone used to comment on it because it's so strong. Um, and now when I smell it, it just reminds me of the student union. It's really bizarre, but it's actually a gorgeous, classic, quite wintry fragrance. Yeah, I still I feel like that about Mademoiselle. I absolutely still love it. But I think because I used it for all of those years, I feel like I need to move on. Yeah, and I think you can because there's so many amazing fragrances out there. Yeah, exactly. What about you girls? What was the first fragrance you bought? I think mine was something really embarrassing like J-Lo Miami Heat or something like that. <laughs> But actually, my two favourite fragrances that I bought when I first started working in a beauty hall um, was the Izzy Miyake Load Izzy. And uh, I still absolutely adore it. That reminds me of my mum. Oh, yeah, lovely. she always used to use that. Oh, my, yeah. Well, actually, my mum used to always wear Mitsuko by Guerlain. And now every time I smell it, it just reminds me of her. And actually, she used to, before we any had like any big event or sports day or competition or anything, she'd spray us a little bit just for a look. So now oh, it really reminds me. She so got her sweet. first bottle of it when she, in like 1977 and she still has the bottle because it was a gold plated atomizer one so she still has it it's amazing wow that's uh, sarah what was the first product you bought well the first fragrance i was given was the jean paul gautier classique yes yes um i just remember my auntie always going to my auntie's house and she had it in her bathroom and the bottle was obviously so beautiful um i always used to pinch a little spray every time i go in there and um come out smelling of the fragrance and then just deny 
ever spraying it <laughs> at all. So I think she got a little bit fed up that I was using nearly her whole bottle every time I went round. So she was very generous and bought it for one of my birthdays, which was very kind of her. But um, it was the bottle that I just fell in love with. Was that the one with like a woman's body? Yes. And there was a men's one as well, wasn't yeah. it? I think all the boys that I knew growing up as well. <laughs> yeah, that. same with me. It's yeah. just so, it reminds me so much of my youth because yeah. everyone used to wear it. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? it There's is. all these. And most of these fragrances are probably still around and maybe, you know, the teenagers are wearing it now. No, exactly. So every time I go through an airport, I spray it and it just brings back so many memories just being back into my auntie's house and into her bathroom and just stealing as much as I can without getting caught it does make you feel grown up when you start it wearing does. fragrance it, it definitely really does. does Holly what was your first mine is really embarrassing I think it was Britney Spears fantasy and the pink bottle with the like diamante studs but I absolutely loved it at the time it was really sweet and I if I smelt it now I'm sure I'd hate it but at the time it was my favorite thing ever um, and then I moved on to Chloe like the original Chloe and I wore oh, that for yes. quite a few years yeah but I've never been that loyal to a fragrance to be honest I do always you, yeah I change it up yeah. quite a lot see I I've recently just noticed actually I thought I was quite disloyal to fragrance but actually I've used up a whole bottle of um, the Ma- the Maison Margiela um, Mutiny fragrance um, it's probably the first one I've fully used up for quite a few years and I just love it it's I think it's actually a floral but it's yeah got a bit of a twist on a floral hasn't it it's a it's tuberose and leather so yeah. it's quite edgy but still got that really nice floral girly yeah it's just it's really, really different nice. I love yeah. it I really love it I think that's what I look for now when I'm in a fragrance I just something that catches catches obviously not my eye catches my smell (laughs) your senses yeah it's just a little bit different um so yeah I've definitely evolved from my you know my days yeah (laughs) what are you using at the moment well I'm sure we can all agree we're all obsessed with um well Santal fragrances in general but the new Van Cleef and Arpel Santal Blanc, which is actually pictured in our beauty cabinet illustration. Um, we're all obsessed in the office and we have it on one of our shelves and we just have a cheeky little spritz every now and again. And, and it's just, it's so nice, isn't it? Yeah. And now all the other teams are starting to come over and take a little spritz. So we're like, no, stay away because this is ours. <laughs> but it's the one fragrance that when you walk through the office, people are like, oh my gosh, what are you wearing? And it's, it is actually amazing. And so many times I've sprayed it just before going out for dinner or drinks after work and all my friends are like, what is that fragrance? Yeah, and I never really get that with another Mm. fragrance, but that's the one that everyone always asks about. Yes, agreed. I mean, does anyone buy... Well, obviously, we all work in the beauty industry, so we get to try lots of fragrances and we're very privileged to do so, but... Do I usually think of fragrance as a gift, you know, whether it's a gift to yourself for a special occasion or a gift for somebody else at Christmas. And I do, I mean, maybe it's because of the box and the packaging, but it is a lovely gift to receive. Um, you know, we've got some amazing brands, haven't we, that are really extra special. Like, tell us about Atelier Cologne because I know they do some, you know, personalisation and that kind of thing. Yeah, so Atelier Cologne, it's, it's quite a niche um, brand. It's not very well known um in the UK but we've got it in our Belfast store online and in Oxford Street and when you purchase a 200ml fragrance you get a free 30ml in a little leather pouch and you can get that monogrammed 
Yeah, so, I've got one. I've got yeah, a, it's I think it's grey and it's it's beautiful. I always have it in my handbag. Yeah, then you've got a little travel spray. Um or if you want to treat yourself to the big one and then you get a little gift, you can give that to someone. Yeah. And then it's like an entry into the brand. It's not too big. Um they can decide if they like it. Um but yeah, there's there's a vast range of fragrances. Um and there's a vast range of the leather pouches, so you can choose whichever you feel is right for you. Yeah, no, I love I love anything personal. I think that's a re- that is a really nice gift, something extra special. So obviously, you guys are the experts. If you're buying a fragrance for somebody, what's sort of a safe bet? You know, what fragrances do most people like? I know fragrances smell different on everybody, but what you know, what are like a couple of safe? You know, I want to buy a new fragrance for my husband for Christmas. What's something safe that most men like? For men, I think you cannot go wrong with Dior Sauvage. Yeah. We've got the Eau de Parfum, Eau de Toilette, and the new Le Parfum. Um, So it depends on whether he wants something that's quite strong, a bit more fresh. Um, You'd go for the Eau de Toilette if you want something a bit lighter. Um, And the Parfum's a lot more fiery and intense. Um, But I'd, I'd yet to meet a man that doesn't like that fragrance. And I think most women love it too. Yeah. Um... But I mean, we can't skirt around the fact that Creed Aventus is the (laughs) number one male fragrance. Um, It is quite pricey, so you've got to really love that man. (laughs) Um, But it is incredible and I think every man adores it. Yeah, I mean, I love it as well, actually. I'd I'd definitely wear that. Yeah, another really popular one at the moment is Mont Blanc Explorer. Um, It's really, really lovely and uh, everyone seems to be going mad for it. Yeah. And what about for women? So, you know, if you're buying your sister or your mum or your auntie, <laughs> Tara, <laughs> to replen, um, what's a safe bet? I always just tend to go for Aqua de Palma. Honestly, even for my whole family, for aunts, uncles, mums, dads, brothers, everyone, it's the packaging. And yeah. I just, the packaging, when it's so beautiful when it's all wrapped up and given a gift at Christmas. Um, and you definitely can't go wrong with any of their fragrances. I think they're really like universal for everyone. And obviously, they offer the body and bath as well. Yeah. So you can kind of build like a little gift set for them almost, which I think is definitely a great gift. And for those of um, who are listening that don't know the difference one of you I'm sure is going to be able to talk us through the difference between eau de parfum eau de toilette because you know we know what that is but I think a lot of people do get really confused so an eau de toilette is a more lighter version of a fragrance um so typically an eau de parfum would last up to eight hours whereas an eau de toilette probably more like two or three hours yeah um and then cologne that's similar formulation to an eau de toilette where it's got less perfume oils um, and again similar length of time to a eau de toilette so about three hours but generally colognes are a little bit fresher so you tend to get like citrus notes yeah okay I think nice. Jo Malone is also a fail-safe at Christmas. Yes, yes. So there's Pomegranate Noir, English Pear and Freesia. Both of those are bestsellers and they smell incredible. So I think anyone would be very happy to receive them. Yeah, if anyone if anyone brings over a Jo Malone bag to my house, my eyes <laughs> <Yeah>. light up. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's really funny, isn't it, how everybody's got such fond memories of their first fragrance. Yeah, I love hearing everybody's stories. The embarrassing ones, especially. <laughs> I know, I know, don't. And then how we've all evolved and we're, you know, a lot more into our fragrance now and much yeah. more ma- mature sense. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so I really hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, um, please rate, review and subscribe. And if you want to, you can follow us on Instagram at House of Fraser. Thanks so much for listening. Um, Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.